Welcome to the Oil Spills Podcast. I'm host Craig Ellingson. I'm with Hockey Hall of Fame writer Jim Matheson. Maddie, how has your summer been? What summer? Or what's, how was your summer, for all two days of it? What summer? There hasn't <laughs> been any. I mean, today is, is your, you know, or we had a couple of good days back to back. And uh, most days you wake up and the sun is not shining and you're waiting for the rain to come. So Maybe we'll have an extended, Unless, uh, extended I have, fall. I do have friends that have, have gloated that they've been to BC and how warm it is in BC in the Okanagan, but they fail to do say that for a couple of years the fires there that wasn't a very nice place to be if it's nice hot and sunny we always have the threat of that or on the flip side we don't get to have a break from winter of course the winter is coming pretty quick at least in terms of the hockey season but the Edmonton Oilers you know there's there's always a few things for any hockey team that need to be resolved before training camp hits and uh, the Oilers need a third line center they have the likes of Kyle Brodziak and Jujar Kyra and Sam Gagne, who played here last year. I would say that none of those three are really what you would call a bona fide third line center at this point. They're fourth liners if they were playing center. If they were playing wing, Kyra and Gagne's case, at least, they you could see them on the third line. The owners did add sign uh, Marcus Granlund and Keaton Haas to contracts. Those are both centers, but Granlund's a fourth line center. He's not a third-line center at this point in his career. And Gaten Haas is an unknown quantity since he's a new to the NHL. Either we'll wait and see how things pan out in camp among these players and maybe some players from who played in mostly in the AHL last year. I don't know about the likes of Cooper Marodi and friends, but maybe there's a third-liner there. But do you think the owners need to go out and sign somebody? They do have some cap room. I think they'll go through training camp and see. I think that's probably what most teams are going to do. They'll go through camp and, see, and and identify a hole and then see if there's, you know, anybody on waivers or anything like that. I I, I think they're f- fully prepared to give the Swiss player Haas a, a chance. He's a right shot center from Switzerland. But history suggests that every player coming from Europe, even as good as he is in Europe, it's a major adjustment to play in the National Hockey League. Uh, and he does have one thing the owners need though, and he shoots right. They when he, they need a right shot center because they don't have enough of them for faceoff situations. Most of the you know Dry Settle shoots left, Connor McDavid shoots left, Nugent Hopkins shoots left, Colby Cave, who was a fourth liner last year, shoots left. Um, they don't have a lot of. Not, I mean, Sam Gagne, we bring his name up all the time, but I think Sam at this point in his career is a winger. So he's a right shot, right wing. Uh, Kyle Brodziak is on the last year of his contract and certainly has to play better this year than he did last uh, when he was scratched for some games. Unusual for a guy who's, you know, coming up to a thousand games in the NHL. So he, he's very much a, a question mark. And Marodi, I, I mean, you want to give your farm teams a chance, farm team players a chance, as they, as they, they do with Marodi and Benson and, and Yamamoto and such. But l- last year, Marodi came up and he was kind of a f- fourth line guy, not very many minutes, and he wasn't trusted in games to play any more than, you know, 
five, six minutes. So certainly he's proven in the American League that he's a really good player and he's a little bit older because he's a college player. So maybe maybe he can play. The knock on him is that his skating has to get a little better. He can make the plays, but his skating has to get a little better to play in the NHL, some scouts say. So it is a it is a hole, and it, pretty much all the the unrestricted centers uh, who are still left uh, unsigned and looking for a PTO or a contract shoot left. And Derek Broussard, who they may have, been interested in signing with the Islanders, he shoots left as well. Um, so there's not a lot of, you know, it's not like they can look at the list and say, oh, there's four right shot centers here. We'll just bring one of them to camp and like chase on last year and hope he makes the team. Yeah, well, that was, that was my next question. I mean, the PTO route, I guess that's, that looks to be the case. I mean, there's, there's a good 20 unrestricted players right now who are pretty good players that haven't been signed and, Training camps, you know, most training camps open the 12th to the 13th of September. So, you know, that's three weeks away and they're not, they're not signed. And if you get to the end of October or end of uh, um, August, rather, and you're not signed, you're probably telling your agent, okay, take whatever tryout I can get uh, to get to a camp and show that I can at least play. And if they don't want me at that camp I'm at, at least I can play some games and maybe I get a contract somewhere else. You know, just thinking about the bottom six, at least the regular lineup, you know, game by game, you know, the Oilers did add a few players uh, via free agency this summer, and uh, we're going to be seeing some players not play at all or buried in the minors. Yeah, well, I mean, most teams carry 14 forwards. The Oilers have a lot of quasi, I guess if you can call them fourth line players, you know, six or seven guys looking for three spots. And then hopefully, I'm sure they're hoping that some of those those players can play in the third line. Uh, and, you know, in the old days, your third line could be a checking line. Your fourth line was an energy line. Now your, your third line has to have some offense to it, I think. You just can't, you know, be out there to check people. And your fourth line also needs you know, some players on it to get you 10 goals a year. And there wasn't much of that last year. So there's lots of names there. Uh, certainly it's a green light for pretty much all those players to prove that, you know, if if not a fourth line player, maybe you can slide onto the third line. And on this team, I mean, the Oilers didn't make the playoffs last year. So this isn't the St. Louis Blues you're trying to make or the Boston Bruins. This is the Edmonton Oilers. So if you've got any sort of NHL pedigree, you should be able to, find your spot on the orders and and start in the fourth line going into camp maybe you're a third liner so i guess we can reasonably expect uh ken holland to be bringing somebody in on a pto for this particular role i think he would bring in a center you know who has some ability to play cent just center um whether that's riley shayan who used to play in detroit when holland was there or Brian Boyle's unrestricted. He's, he hasn't been signed. Uh, somebody who is a is a natural center, but they're they don't shoot right. So um, trying to find a right shot center is difficult. They did have one of those in Ryan Strom, but he's now playing for the New York Rangers. Yeah, he'd probably he'd be, be perfect. A, <laughs> he'd be perfect as the third line center. I'll move on from the center ice position and. Uh, 
I haven't even mentioned the name Peter Shirelli yet, but I'm not going to mention it again. Matt Benning, can he be a second pairing defenseman? Well, the jury's out on that. Uh, I think he's certainly capable of being in the third pairing with, you know, as the number five with whomever else the orders want as the sixth defenseman. I mean, I don't think, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious that they're going to still try Clefbaum and Larson together. And Nurse, Darnell Nurse has to play with somebody. He's going to play with either Matt Benning or Chris Russell. Now, Chris Russell shoots left and has played right, but I think they'd like, you know, they see him more as a left-side defenseman. But Benning shoots right, so the righty-lefty thing makes more sense with, with Matt and Nurse. I think, I don't think Matt Benning gets nearly enough love in this town for a guy who came right out of college and made the team and has proven he's an NHL player and is. You know, he's played over 200 games, you know, easily can play, you know, another six, seven years anyway. So he's not very old. Um, and, you know, seven, 800 games in this league. Uh, I think I, I would I would try Matt in the exhibition season to see if he's good enough to play in the second pairing. And if not, then he plays in the third. And, and then they have to probably play Chris Russell in the second pairing. Right, you know, I even though he shoots left, and it was the same situation as Sekra, where you get a left shot guy playing right side sometimes. But I think he's capable enough to certainly give a shot in training camp and 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 prove he can play instead of you know fifteen, sixteen minutes a game, a little closer to eighteen, nineteen, twenty minutes a game. They had put him in into that role at times when they needed to, and you know, if I recall. You know, he did struggle, but I, is it a case of you got to learn at some point? Well, you, you, if you're used to playing the third pairing, you're seeing the same forwards. You, you're on the second pairing and you're seeing second line players. Not, you know, so you're seeing higher caliber of, of, of player that you have to play against as a, as a defenseman. So that's an adjustment plus more minutes. You know, they always, I remember Steve Stales always used to say, if you're used to being a, third pairing defenseman and suddenly somebody gets hurt in a game and you have instead of you're playing 12 minutes a game you're playing 18 or 19 that extra five minutes is when you make the mistake because you're not conditioned to playing that much so i mean it, it takes some practice i think to to show that you're you're better than than uh, a player who can play you know f four minutes a, a period you know you have to be able to play six seven minutes period as a second pairing defenseman and often go against if not a shutdown role certainly against very good uh, offensive players now the owners do have a few players who were in bakersfield last year on defense and they also have joel person who they signed to a one-way contract is there any potential among those players, I guess you have to wait and see. It's the same with Matt Benning. I mean, we have to wait and see how they do in exhibition to determine whether or not they would be suited. Heaven forbid one of those guys would be able to play second pairing. I, I, I doubt it. But. I mean, I think the defense is I, – I haven't seen the board in Ken Holland's office or Dave Tippett's office. But, I mean, they're going into camp with – 
feeling, okay, here's our here's who's going to be on one line, here's who's going to be on another line, here's who's going to be on another line, here's our defense pairs going into camp. And, and you know, things change, it's fluid, and some, maybe somebody gets hurt, somebody plays much better than you think. But on defense, Clefbaum, Larson, that's two players. Nurse, uh, say, Benning is four players. Russell is five players. They didn't bring over Joel Person from from Sweden and give him a one-way contract at $1 million to play him in Bakersfield, I wouldn't think. So he's in the top. You're going to carry seven defensemen, and, and the best player on the minor league team defenseman last year was Caleb Jones, who got called up and played 17 games. So he he has a leg up on everybody else as a third-pairing defenseman. And you can talk all you want about Evan Bouchard and Sam Rukoff and other defensemen. I just don't see them going into camp unless Bouchard, you know, knocks the doors down and proves that he's that you know he can he can he's an NHLer now, not a not a guy who has to learn some things in the minors defensively uh, before he's an NHLer. So you know, it, their defense is not exactly the strength of the Oilers. Uh, it's it's certainly capable, but there's no home run hitters on their blue line. Uh, and I think with the offense they've got, that's probably what they're missing too. But, uh, you know, they'll go with the, the established players first and then Person and, and Caleb Jones are the other two defensemen I see in the, in the top seven. You know, the quality of the depth, obviously it remains to be seen because camp is still, you know, it's mid-September. We're not there yet. Um, you know, the likes of William Lagesson or how do you pronounce his last name? Uh, Lagesson. Lagesson. That was close. There's a G. Yeah. Now he's, he's, Ethan he, he's probably the second closest off his minor league playing to being an NHLer. Mm-hmm. He's a shutdown. He's kind of like Adam Larson. Not as good a skater. Uh, and Larson's another question mark, Adam. Didn't have a very good year last year, um, certainly by his standards. So he has to bounce back uh, as well. And, and prove that that pairing with, with Clefbaum is capable, you know, every night. Talk about Evan Bouchard. You know, at some point in time, any NHL team, Oilers, you name your NHL team, you like to have something come out of nowhere and surprise you sometimes. And it's happened in the past where you had a pleasant surprise. This rookie player, young player came and you were able to put him in your lineup right away. and He fit right in. The Oilers haven't they haven't had that very much. The successful teams do. I think of the Red Wings in the past, but then again, the Red Wings, you know, and this is where that overripe term comes from that has been bandied about here the last few months in Edmonton. But that's where that comes from because these guys come in ready. At the same time, though, Evan Bouchard was a first round pick. There's big expectations. He had a strong year in London last year. I understand played very well in Bakersfield as they ended their season. However, this we're talking the NHL. It's different with Wait to be seen. It's Wait different to be seen. with defensemen. You can come out of, of junior and and make an NHL roster and as the games are wearing on, they say, you know what, he's got the offensive ability but has to work on his defensive work. But you can hide a forward that way. You can't hide a defenseman who needs work defensively. Uh He's got the offensive ability, Bouchard, obviously. But there were things that they saw in the playoffs last year that 
they want them to work on, you know, um, getting back for pucks a little quicker, uh, you know, getting closer to the, the attacking player instead of backing off, you know, you know, that gap control and those sort of things, being a little more aggressive on the puck carriers than you have to be in junior. You'd much rather see that for the first, you know, couple of months in Bakersfield, work on that in Bakersfield, than in Edmonton, where you're, he's a third pairing guy getting 12 minutes a game. So I, he's 20 years old. Why can't he play the first couple of months in the minors and learn that stuff? And at Christmas time, get called up. I mean, it, it works with defensemen. There's always somebody hurt and, uh, or somebody not playing well. So you can get called up and, and, uh, play your 25 games in Bakersfield and, and, uh, then the rest of it in the NHL. Because every NHL team wants to have as many defensemen who can score as possible. I mean, in this team, I mean, you did have Darnell Nurse stepping up when Oscar Clefbaum was injured. Not that Oscar Clefbaum has been the answer as a bona fide number one defenseman for the Oilers. So there's that. There's always that question moving forward. This team has hasn't had that solid number one defenseman power play quarterback and all there's that. There's no Giordano on the no. Oilers. Do Doughty and the others. There's only about 12 true number one defensemen in the whole NHL. Teams have their defensemen who play first pairing minutes, but they're not on a better team would they be in the first pairing? Probably not. But there's certainly top four defensemen, of which Clefbaum, you know, at worst is a, is a three on a really good team. So... Um, but he's a one on the orders. He's their best defenseman. And Nurse showed last year, Darnell, his offense came around. I mean, I don't think Darnell's ever going to be a 50-point NHL defenseman, but he looks like a defenseman who can get you, you know, 35 points, and he can shoot and he can score some goals, which is, uh, which is certainly good too. So, you know, the orders, it's interesting. The orders for years have, have, have been bad mouth that they don't have anybody coming to their team i suspect now that if if you pulled uh scouts around the league the orders would probably be in the top 10 in terms of prospects um you know they're not 20 25th you know they may be that in the standings but you know they might be of the 10th best prospect uh, uh crop in the nhl so there's players coming but are they ready to play quite yet I don't know. Like what you heard today? Get more of the Edmonton Journals and the Edmonton Sun's award-winning journalism complimentary for 30 days at edmontonjournal.com slash podcast or edmontonsun.com slash podcast or both. Why not? That's the Oil Spills podcast for today. You can subscribe to Oil Spills via Apple's podcast app or iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you may access your podcasts. 